Hello everyone, welcome to Music Keeper. I'm your host, Zach Duke. And I'm your host, Jaden Cron. And this week, we're talking about Beat, which is not a biopic about uh, Takeshi Kitano, like I thought it was. It's also not a biopic about him, because yeah. that's not how the word is pronounced. It's not a biopsy either. It's a weird movie is what it is. Well, I, it's... It's just kind of boring, really. Yeah. <laughs> not, it's not a good kind of weird. It's just, I don't really know what you were trying to go for. I don't know what story you were. It just kind of happens, and you have to stare at Norman Reedus and Courtney Love for... I mean, thankfully, one of the best parts about this movie is its tiny runtime. I'm talking like... Yeah. It's like an hour and 15. Yeah, I saw like an hour 30 when I Googled it, and then I like pulled up the video, and I'm like... Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. It's not that long. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I'd love to tell you what this what happens in this movie. I really, really would. But that is so, going to be difficult. Well, we'll, we'll go with the, the barest bones of, of plot summaries. Not as, as in-depth as we normally do, because each individual event <clears throat> just matters so little. Yeah. It's all very, and not in a good character-building way, and just kind of a boring, uh, I get it, you're horny way. Um, yeah, I mean, that could just be, that you could, that could sum up the, the movie. Film. Yeah. Um, so, Kiefer Sutherland plays William S. Burroughs. Uh, Courtney Love plays his uh, wife in this movie, whose name I'm forget Joan. Joan. Joan, Joan Volmer. Burroughs. No, she never changes her last name. Oh, it's right. Volmer. That is true. They they actually never legally got married. I was just looking on Wikipedia. There it was just a common law uh, marriage, which is, I mean, not that it needed to be explained, but helps explain why everybody's so willing to just be like, "Hey, just leave them behind." Yeah, they ain't even legally married. Anyway, um, so. Basically, Kiefer Sutherland plays William S. Burroughs, who, who is a real-life person, and he was seen in this uh, writing movement called Beat Journalism, hence the title of the film. Anyways, the movie covers the period of his and, and Joan's life when they're living in Mexico City, leading up until uh, Joan's death when they try and play a bit of William Tell, and then he just shoots her in the head. Yeah. Uh, classic. We've all been there. Um, and so, over the course of the movie, Kiefer Sutherland, is he decides, I'm going to Guatemala to have sex because I'm horny. Yeah. And his wife is like, fine, I guess. And he leaves without her with this dude. He's, he's basically paying to uh, to have sex with him. And so he's not really in, in the movie for the most part. And then the rest of the movie is just kind of Courtney Love going on a, on a love, on, 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 not on a love trip, on a road trip with Norman Reedus because they want to go see this volcano that went off. And then they get there and they're like, oh, it's just kind of smoldering. Oh, well, I guess we'll turn around then. And then they turn around and then they get back home from their road trip and Kiefer gets back from his road trip and he he needs to sell his gun to get money so he sells his he's gonna go sell his gun and they're at the place to go sell his gun and and his wife is there with him 
And she's like, I'm bored. And he's like, ooh, want to play some William Tell? And she's like, yeah, sure, why not? And then they go to go do it. And then she looks at him in the eyes and says, I dare you. And then he kills her. And then she dies. And then he kills her and she dies. And then that's basically the whole movie. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was a really, that was honestly a really good summary. That was probably one of our better summaries. Yeah, thanks. Um, this movie wants to be so much. Yeah. And it is not. It's not. Okay, first of all, I just want to address the elephant in this room. This, I mean, this movie is, it is, uh, it, it there's a lot of, um, I don't, I don't even know how to say it. It's. Bad the writing. way it handles its 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 bad it's writing, just, yeah, there's bad writing. Just a lot of <laughs> a lot of gay characters trying to seduce straight characters. Oh yeah, and well, I mean, it's the... yeah. Let, I'm gonna check the the Wikipedia page on how real life that is. Um... I, it's just there's a lot. Like so, uh, Norman Reedus's character, he went to jail for two years because he killed Dave who was this guy who kept hitting on him and then and, tried to rape him yeah and that's like I mean that's that's a constantly referenced thing there's he has a friend who also who's also in heavily, love with him yeah who also is in love with him and it also was like just doesn't care that he doesn't love him back Kiefer Sutherland's character um like we said is you know he's having sex with the man in Guatemala despite and him only doing it for the money the whole thing is just although I think the man in Guatemala probably is gay he just yeah doesn't want Kiefer <laughs> the whole thing is just kind of yeah ugh. and and then yeah, I don't but Norman Reedus and Courtney Love their chemistry is not really existent i would say personally it's they just they're just kind of there it's kind of weird also how the movie's like oh yeah all these people are totally way into to norman reedus and it's like yeah i don't know have you seen norman reedus all these people are hideo kojima yeah basically um Wow. Okay, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page because there's a historical accuracy section, and the only parts that it that it really mentions is that uh, uh, first off, broad liberties are taken with the relationship between Lucian Carr, that's uh, Norman Reedus's character, and Joan Courtney Love, um, and much is imputed to Allen Ginsberg's unrequited love for Carr, which is exactly mm-hmm. what we were talking about. So basically. Yeah, I don't know why they wrote it like that. Second of all, uh, apparently Joan in real life was not as aggressive towards her husband for uh, his sexual proclivities, to quote the Wikipedia page. Oh, Wikipedia. Also, in real life, they actually, apparently, uh, she brought her kids to go see the volcano, which is great. I wish that would have been better. Are you kidding me? Just watch it. Like, instead of having everybody be all, oh, I don't know how horny I can be for you. Oh, do I want to run away with you? Because on one hand, Kiefer hates me, but also, 
I never really gave a real reason, but, uh, no, no, I still want to stay with Kiefer. That's what it is. Uh, yeah. It, it could have just been, hey, kid, look at that volcano. And the kid's like, why are we here? And he's like, because we're doing fun things. You know, like one of those episodes of the TV shows where the kids get together with their parents to go camping, but nobody's having fun. Yeah. Anyway. Instead, just the audience wasn't having fun. Yeah. I just, I don't, I mean, listen, there's... A lot of things in this movie, there's a lot of, like, ways that they, like, have events near each other. It's all very clever, but none of it matters, and it's all just kind of, like you said, it could just be boiled down to, I'm horny for you, but how horny am I for you? Yeah. enough. Yeah, apparently I was reading, again, the Wikipedia page, and it says that they were going to split it into two parts originally, like, not two films. But to have the narrative have the first, I think this would have improved it, to have the first part be the stuff in 1944 in New York, and then have the second part of the movie be the Mexico City stuff. And personally, I think that would have benefited it because there's just not a lot here to make a movie out of. Um, Yeah. I don't think it would have drastically improved it because... I'm sorry, Kiefer Sutherland, nobody was cast well here. No. No, nobody was cast well. No, no one did good. No one was in this. That should have been. I feel like one of the reasons why Kiefer's in the first half, so or like the first chunk of it, the majority of the film, he's not there, is literally because he shows up on set. He's like, they're like, okay, what are you thinking for, you know, how are you going to play this character? Uh, you know, do some lines. And then he starts doing the voice that he does in the movie. And they're like, oh, my God. Oh, no. God damn it. No. Yeah. We can't. I mean, it's funny. It's 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 fun. It's got some dry humor to it. But not for a, not for a biopic. Not no. for what this movie's trying to be. It's just he's. <laughs> like, I'm. So... And not with the script. It's I'm so. Honestly, he's probably the weakest link in this movie. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people. It's funny because people will like. I was looking on the letterboxed for this yeah. movie, and some people are out here being like, "Yeah, Kiefer is, ooh, Kiefer's the worst part." Other people, though, um, other people were like, "Damn, somehow Kiefer's horrific miscasting miscasting is the best part of this film." I mean, don't get me oh. wrong. I enjoy the fact that he's terrible in this movie. But yeah, it's I don't. Know. Courtney it's Love just... also just isn't it for me either. Yeah, she's just kind of there. I think the best guy is, is the guy who plays Alan. Um, yeah, honestly, he was he's, the only one. He's the only one. Oh, you, you're actually here for the movie. And honestly, I think that's just because I didn't know who that was, so I had no expectations for him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not that I like. I mean, Kiefer was just Kiefer. Norman Reedus was just Norman Reedus. You know, yeah. Like. Courtney Love is just involved in a movie about somebody who, <laughs> an influential figure <laughs> in a cultural movement, dying. And it may it... or may not have been related to their spouse. Yeah. Very mm. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's just i don't I, I mean i know this has been the extent of my criticism of this movie so far i just i don't like why 
Yeah. Why is this movie? Nothing is... It doesn't... There, there isn't anything that stands out as good other than maybe it's kind of nice to look at, at Mexico and, and yeah. Guatemala and be like, ooh, that's a nice landscape. But and, that's it. And it's not one of those movies that uh, just puts the... Oh, I was going to say, it's not one of those movies that just puts the yellow filter over Mexico and calls it a day. But they do put the sepia filter over the New York footage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was a choice that they made. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. The New York scenes, honestly, like when when the movie started, I honestly thought this was a student film. Like the costumes. That's fair. Yeah. The sets are, the indoor sets are bad. They're not good. They're like, ooh, I was so glad the movie moved outdoors. Yeah, that was, I mean, honestly, that was a saving grace. Yeah, the music isn't really here. The, I don't know, the coloring just isn't, it's just kind of got this weird, I don't know. I'm not saying I wish it was was grittier, but I wish they had done more something with it. Because it's like, you're outdoors and you're getting all these blues and greens and, I don't know. Anyways, it's a 2000s movie, so it also oh, just yeah, doesn't. <laughs> I was going to say, to be fair, this is like an 80s movie. It's not an 80s movie. Yeah. It's from the 2000s. They could have very much colored it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But, like, it's just... And the thing is, so it's called Beat, right? It's about beat journalism. I honestly thought it was about beat poets. I didn't realize they were... Like, I know the, <laughs> some of the characters were journalists, but I didn't realize because it's so inconsequential to this movie. It has yeah. nothing to do with that. Like, I don't, it's just. And I, I, is it, the only thing I can really say is, is it trying to, that the movie's thing is that, ooh, her whole life was so bad that she actually wanted him to kill her. Hence the, the I dare you part. Which I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. As a, if you're going to make that your movie's thesis. Like, cause uh. what else would the thesis be? It doesn't say anything. It's like, it, it's, it's, it's that or just, eh, mm-hmm. people are too horny. Yeah. You know, it it's just. have, I don't, it doesn't have enough to do with like the beat generation of writing. It's. It's not uh see now now for a for a real movie about about writing I want to go rewatch uh Fear and Loathing again. I love that movie. That movie's I mean who doesn't love Fear and Loathing? I guess people who don't like it, but that's besides yeah, the problem. point. <laughs> um I don't know cuz that movie's got all, you know, the drug trip sequences are kind of haha funny, but it really gets you into the vibe. It it, it it opens things up, whereas here, people, yeah, they're casually drinking and and doing drugs, but it never, nothing ever really does anything. It's just horniness. Maybe that's the point, though. Whoa. Whoa. Also, the tagline for this is, murder never skips a beat. What does that mean? That's nothing. Yeah. That has literally nothing to do with this movie with whatsoever. Yeah. Like, shut up. Person who wrote that? God. Okay, I want to map this out. What are the 
character what are the character arcs for these characters? What happened to these people? So, Dave 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 killed, dies. Or Dave sorry, Dave, Dave dies. Lucian kills killed Dave. Yeah. Went to prison for two years. Got out. And that's see became a journalist, went to Mexico, almost got it back together with an old friend, didn't moved back, cried when he found out she died. Yeah, and that's what I was saying about I think it would have been better if they'd originally gone through with the making it two parts, or at least. Because that's, you know, in 1944, that's where everything interesting happens. Yeah. That's where a dude gets murdered. And then the character who this movie is supposedly about, William S. Burroughs, he he goes to Guatemala, has sex, comes back. Mm Mm-hmm. Kills his wife. Yeah. I mean, there's That's the part it. where he's walking around drunk saying something like, uh, like, adios, muchachos, oh, compañeros. No, adios, muchachos, compañeros. That was, that did happen. Yep. Yeah. I just don't get it. It's a bad movie. Man, oh, there was a, oh, also the part when they're on the, when they're like, I don't know, on their jungle river cruise, I don't know, they're swimming in the river somewhere and and Courtney Love gets out and then you know, everybody's like, oh my god, where is she? So then um, Alan comes up, comes up and he's like, wait, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm staring into the abyss. And he's like, well, be careful because otherwise the abyss might stare back. Hoo-hoo-hoo. Hated that line. Yeah. Almost all the lines in this movie are dumb when they're trying it's to be. It's so pretentious. Yeah. It's it, it's it's like all oh, this says so much and none of it does. It just it doesn't say anything. Yeah. Wow. Kiefer starring in a movie that's pretentious but is ultimately just a terrible film that shows a lot of problems of filmmaking at the time of bad movies at the time. Wow. That I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Why is Granted, this uh, could have been... I wish this had been more... I guess this is from 2000, not 2001, so I can't... You know, I'm, it should have been grittier. It should have been <laughs> way more, you know, like when they're trying to find Joan. There's like 15 billion cuts as they're running through the jungle trying to find her. Where is she? Where's Joan? Was this... I want, I'm looking this up. When, when the first season 24 came out. Ooh, yeah. Because if this... Before. Season 1 of 24 was broadcast... Okay, so it's broadcast in 2001, right? That's Yeah. Okay. This is one of... The, this was pretty close to when he started. Which mm-hmm. I find interesting. I just... Man, it's, it's a weird project. Mm-hmm. For it to be in. I mean, it's not that weird. He's been weirder. But just... I don't... Yeah. yeah. Not a keeper. Not a keeper, no. Um... I actually have some trivia, not from IMDb. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, well, it is. It's this is. I don't know if this is real trivia or not, but I'm gonna go through with it. So the production designer on this movie, can, do you want to guess his name here, Zach? Oh, I I know what it is because I had to look it up to make sure it was a real person. Me too. That's Rando <laughs> Schmuck. Rando Schmuck. I looked this up. I'm like. Who's up? Who would do that? Apparently, it's not. He, he's a real guy, you know. I'm I'm looking on his IMDb. His nickname is the Amazing Rando. Um, his 
his one of his personal his personal quote is work is work. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Like he had a cat named Louie and a dog named Turk. Both have found other masters. He likes to oh, drive a Buick. Is he no longer? Okay, no, he's. I'm pretty sure he's still alive. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I thought that was like an Alan Smithy like fake name because yeah, they didn't want to be associated with this. No. Well, because because you're gonna go out here and say like Rando, all right. I can buy one of those names being yeah. attached to someone, you know, like Rando Ellis or Steve Schmuck. But, it, but that just sounds like random schmuck, like <laughs> random schmuck, like <laughs> the production design was by some random schmuck. Am I right? He <laughs> just walked in on this street. I couldn't say no. Anyway, go, go read the real trivia. Uh, Real trivia. Um... This is real when Burrow trivia. played William Tell, it happened in Mexico, where he finally missed. It was officially deemed an accident. Damn. I don't know what that means. Yeah, it happened in Mexico. That's what. <laughs> That's the movie. <laughs> Damn. And the other one is just about a scene that was supposed to be in, or that was in the trailer, but wasn't in the actual movie. Not that yeah. exciting. Uh, let's move on to reviews. Okay, I got one coming in here. One star from F. Mara. Lay it G. on me. <laughs> okay, no. No. <laughs> I'm going to butcher this because I don't know how to, how to read Latin. But the not. Lorem Ipsum Dolores Cinemet. Dude, just put Lorem Ipsum. He just I put that in as his... Lorem Ipsum. What the... He just put it in as his review. I mean, I can't I can't blame him. I can't blame them. For those of wow. you who don't know what Lorem Ipsum is, Lorem Ipsum is um it's a it's a Latin I think it's I think it's it's either gobbledygook or it's from I'm pretty sure it's gobbledygook. Well we're looking it up. But Lorem Ipsum is basically it's placeholder text um in graphic design. Yeah. And they just they just put that as their review. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a crypt, corrupted version of Definibus Bonarum et Malarum. There we go. Great. Um, Going to give that one a helpful. <laughs> this next one comes to us from Mister Greaves 8 uh, Two stars. Can't live up to the characters. I rented this film with high hopes, as I am a fan of William S. Burroughs, and to a lesser extent, Allen Ginsberg. Unfortunately, however, it didn't take long for this film to disappoint me. Coming in at 80 minutes, I felt that the plot, the time period building up to w to William S. Burroughs' accidental shooting of his wife, Joan Volmer, never got a chance to develop, and thus the characters were nearly impossible to identify with, much less have sympathy for. At the end, I was just happy that it was over and couldn't help but laugh at Jane's supposedly haunting Conrad-esque last words. The score was also very annoying as it droned on in heroic intonations reminiscent of the beautiful and fitting music in the Shawshank Redemption. Only in this film, there was no redemption, tragedy, or depth at all. Perhaps it could have been better if the director would have had 
would have had more time to develop the plot and the characters. It seems that he expects that the viewer will already know all the details. Kiefer Sutherland does a nice job capturing Burroughs' voice and mannerism, but it is undone by the poor performance by Courtney Love, who seems to be playing herself once again, instead of Volmer. I wouldn't recommend this film to anyone but the most dedicated Burroughs fan, and even then, just for the curiosity. Okay, I got this next one coming up from MH, who I can only assume is Monster Hunter. Uh, <laughs> five stars. Good flick. Great movie. Entertaining and educational for what its message is. Very open and telling. Good acting. Glad to have it in my collection. Wow. I don't know what the hell kind of message they got from this, but... Yeah. Okay. We gotta ask him. This one comes just from Judith. Um, five stars. Love... And loss. Best thing that Kiefer Sutherland and Mrs. Cobain, for that matter, ever did. I'm sorry, who? You know. You know, Mrs. Cobain. Whew. Good. Wow. I like how the Laura Ipsum one is the top critical review because I found this one helpful. Yeah. That's great. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, Bur- uh, this is from Kindle Customer. Burroughs fans only. Three star. Not to be confused with Burroughs only fans. This movie was oddly... This movie was obviously made for William Burroughs beatnik fans only. Slow moving with a lot of dialogue, although interesting to see a glimpse into the everyday life of Burroughs... Ginsburg and others, a must-see for fans, a hard-to-get-through for non-fans. I guess we ain't fans. Yeah. Wow. Um, this one comes to us from... Oh! It's one of those O's with a slash through ah. it. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, classic cinema, essential beat story. Four stars. This film could have been subtitled The Story of Joan Volmer, as it is based around her last months before William S. Burroughs, her husband, shot her. Courtney Love does much to glamorize a pretty much unknown beat legend character and provides a languorous air as she floats between scenes and the estranged Mrs. Burroughs. As the estranged Mrs. Burroughs. However, for me, the story veers too much from the truth in order to create a mainstream product. This is a pity when you are dealing with real lives and real literary history. The disintegrating complex relationship between the married couple would have sufficed for an interesting enough story for a beat fan, but may not have provided much spice for the public. In this version of events, Joan's use of benzedrine, speed, is played down, and her rampant addiction and resulting degeneration is never explored. This could be because of the intended general American audience. I'm not too sure of the whole Lucian affair thing, either. At the closing credits, you're left with a feeling that perhaps Joan Volmer may have emerged alongside the greats of beat movement had she not been killed. In fact, she may have not have lasted much longer on her own, as alcoholism, the effects of her addiction, drinking, and a long-standing illness began to overtake her. Pretty much covers it. One final note for Burroughs fans looking to buy. All the actors do a good job of each character. Kiefer Sutherland puts some effort in with the mannerisms and delivery, plus a spot-on wardrobe in the crucial role. Um, see, now this is getting me interested in, in Bill Burroughs. 
Who is yeah. like? Does he is, is this actually what he's like? I want to see actual footage of this man. We, we look it all up, and he looks exactly like Keeper Sutherland. Wow. Yeah. Um. Great. I'm. I'm pretty much done with, yeah. with Amazon reviews. I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's move on to news. Uh, we got one piece of news today. Not exciting. Not that great, but that's all we have. So you take know, what you you'll, get. You'll take. You'll. You'll take what you get, and you'll be happy about it. Uh, this is from Edinburgh News. I'm sure someone's going to be mad about my pronunciation about that. And that's fair, because I probably got it wrong. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland gave me slip, but Rebus held court in Jinglin? Steve Cardowney. I don't know what this article... Like, I've read this article. I think it's just about how he met a bunch of people... This, this guy met a bunch of people in Edinburgh. Uh, it's Edinburgh. And, is it Edinburgh or is it Edinburgh? Is this a different city than Edinburgh? Is this how it's spelled? Am I just really dumb? This is how you spell Edinburgh. Am I really dumb? I am. No, wow. You, you were right the first time, so you're not even. I thought it, I thought it, I thought it was spelled completely different. Ah, I got you. Anyway, I just, it's, it's I think, yeah. Yeah, the article was written by Steve Cardowney, and he just meets stars who are in in town. Yeah, and he just wants to go drinking with them, and I think Which, that's all this really is. It's a great. Wait a minute. Oh, okay, never mind. See, so we'll read the. I'll read the Kiefer part. The picture of the actor Kiefer Sutherland in yesterday's paper reminded me of the time when he passed me in the high street one night. I remarked to my colleagues that I recognized him, but for the life of me, I could not remember his name. It was only when he was about twenty yards up the road that I remembered, which might have turned out to be his advantage. I didn't want to. I didn't want an autograph or selfie. No chance. I wanted to invite him to the Jingling Geordie for a pint. Jingling Geordie. Jingling Geordie. How did I not? <laughs> Jingling, obviously. <laughs> the Jingling Geordie. The anyway. Jingling Geordie. Yeah, my favorite bar. My favorite. Good story. Good. Good pronunciation. So wait, who who's Rebus and why was he holding court in? Aha! <laughs> it's Rebus, you know. Apparently, Rebus, Norman Rebus. is a hippie. Ken is a dyed-in-the-wool jambo. Ah! Well, I I I don't know Scotland, so I'm gonna we're gonna pull out of this one. I think. Yeah. <laughs> before we say anything terrible, there was also a bunch of articles saying is. 24 or is um is designated survivor coming back and then they asked is this actor whose character died at the end of season three i'm not gonna spoil it but they kept saying will this actor be back i don't know probably not because the show's not coming back and their character is dead yeah but let's write daily articles let's get a robot to write daily articles to piss off zachary leduc and no one else yeah wow what are we watching next week Okay, you got uh, two choices. One, Flatliners remake. I have one choice. <laughs> yep, it's Flatline. No, uh, <laughs> you can choose between Flatliners remake or uh, the Twin Peaks movie. Okay, well, I guess we're well, I guess we're getting Lynchian. 
Hell yeah. Honestly, David it's Lynch. the only reason why I'm forcing you to watch this is because I watched Eraserhead the other night, and now, uh, I, now I just... Have you seen any David Lynch? No. Okay. I feel like I've seen, like, clips of stuff. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah I think I've... I saw one of his short films. Yeah. So going into this, you're not allowed to watch any other David Lynch media. Oh, you don't have to tell me not to watch. <laughs> Spent my whole damn life doing that. I can keep doing that. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, no, because I want to do this thing, right? Where I'm, it's not going to turn into anything, but I'm going to like actually, because they have um, Eraserhead on Netflix. They also have um, Lost Highway, another one of his movies on Netflix. So I'll watch that and then I'll try and watch some of the show. See, and then, and then we'll have have two. You'll have no idea what's going on, and I'll have no idea what's going on, but I'll enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I, I was looking up Kiefer Sutherland on Tumblr a, a little while ago, and there's some good gifs of the Twin <clears throat> oh, Peaks good. movie. So, yeah, this is one of his his higher rated ones on uh, on the Letterboxd community. The Letterboxd uh, series of uh, products. Man, I love I love Letterboxd. I you was know looking me. up the the reviews of this movie on there to be like, I'm not the only one who thinks this is just wild, right? And everyone, yeah. all of the reviews were saying the best part of it is that it's only 80 minutes. Yeah. Wow. So thank you, Takaya, for our fantastic podcast artwork. Go check out links to our other stuff in the description. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Kevin McLeod for our theme music, Sax Rock and Roll. Go check out his links in the description. Uh, hey, we got some, I, I hadn't been checking for a while, but we got some reviews on the iTunes page, so shout Thank out to those that. people. Uh, thanks. Thank, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, sorry yeah. that this episode was the way it is. Yep. Um, yeah. So, uh, if you, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, go give us a review on iTunes. It'd be greatly appreciated. Or you can send us a message on Anchor, or you could do both. They're not mutually exclusive. Yep. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at HKPod and on Instagram at HKPodcast. And yeah, take the Zachary challenge of not watching any David Lynch movies this week. And, uh, other than the Twin Peaks one, you're allowed to watch that. Yeah. One. And, and come back next week. Uh, brush your teeth. Uh, comb your hair. Uh, do a little dance. <laughs> Make a little love. <laughs> Get down tonight. All right. Uh, I've been your host, Jaden Cron, and this has been He's, He's the, the Keeper. keeper. He is a keeper. <laughs> I now pronounce him a keeper. <laughs> That's pretty good, even though it's not. It's not at all. Uh, it's just funny to me.